How are they going to know? They're going to know. How are they going to know? They're going to know. They're going to know. All right, guys. Welcome back to Alex's Firearms Digest. This is your host in the best coast, Alex. Today is episode 5, or volume 5 as you guys want to say it. Uh, I really don't care. But the topic is, or the title is, Sergey Carries in the Motherland. Um... Before we even get on subject, uh, it's obvious what the subject's going to be about CCW and concealed carrying in California or California, as all of us call it. Um, we'll go ahead and catch up with some local news that have made headlines in the past recent weeks or even days. Um, catching up locally is that LAPD has captured some of the flash mob uh, robbery suspects. It's an impressive uh, act on our police officers out there whether it had been LAPD or uh, the Sheriff's Department or any other agency that was involved. Uh, great job, guys. The only thing that lays ahead of us is uh, the magnificent DA, Georgie Gasconi. Will he actually prosecute them? Uh, one thing that we have to understand is that Gascon is actually a really crappy DA for LA. He's actually on this whole bent of, I want to say he wants to go ahead and reinvent our judicial system especially here in Southern California and he's made great work in San Francisco especially when you have to put paper that says please don't break into the car there's nothing valuable in there that was also under his reign so if I guess we're heading for some better times than what we're seeing currently of course I'm being sarcastic um, one of the recent cases that we had was on December 1st the philanthropist Clarence Avant's wife Jacqueline Avant was murdered by a criminal who had a long rap sheet. Prior to murdering Avant in her home in Beverly Hills, the perp was on parole and had served five years for robbery in 2013. And also he had a domestic violence incident in July of that same year. And prior to that, this scumbag had been convicted of grand theft in 2010. He was released in 2018 in July, but then sentenced to four more years on a robbery with enhancements for being a prior convicted felon. Um, I guess he must have been left out or must have been let out by Gascones or the city's policy and everybody else bitching that we are overcrowded in jails. Well, for all this, Mr. Georgie Gasconi, he had a, all he had to say was, uh, as far as we can see, he never received any meaningful intervention that might have helped him set his life on a different path. On that would have prevented the tragedable tragedy from occurring. He then went on to say, I'm angry at a system that allows a disturbed young man with a proven track record of violent behavior to be cycled in and out of prison with little or no meaning intervention to be able to gain access to an AR-15 military-style rifle, and go out and kill Jacqueline Navon. No bullshit, everyone, with a bunch of smart talk. Blah, 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 you gotta believe me. As you can tell, this idiot is very delusional. Yet, the law-abiding citizens, like ourselves, are restricted to fish fins and or break action AR-style rifles and 10-round magazines on any firearm we legally own. Well, a criminal with a long list of convictions and no signs of remorse on any of his choices he ever made throughout his life gets to be pitied when caught with high-capacity magazines 
and an auto-sear Glock or long rifle. Well, all I have to say to that is, fuck me for deciding to not be a criminal. And I think a lot of us feel that way, especially us gun, well, law-abiding gun owners. National headlines, uh, Oxford High School shooting in Detroit, Michigan. It was a very big tragedy. Um, something that is starting to occur a lot again in our schools, and it's very sad, especially when you find memes that uh, the shooting ranges in America are actually schools. That's, uh, that really needs to change in our society and probably has to start with how, the way that we speak to our children uh, or the way we address it. I understand that a lot of us are seeing this new progressive movement of being like little simps and not having our children grow any tough skin whatsoever. Uh, letting them to believe that the world is actually a very nice and beautiful place. Life is beautiful, but life itself is also very cruel and mean. If it's not your family member or a dear friend who has actual clean, clear thoughts about being a caring person, most people are assholes. And our kids need to know that they need to grow tough skins because it's cold out there. It's a cold world, dog-eat-dog dog world. Because a lot of people say doggy dog. It's not doggy dog. It's dog eat dog world. And um, fortunately that's the way life is. Although it does bring up a lot of topics into this discussion. Especially around that topic. Is the fact that school staff actually notices a lot of red flags flying around. And they don't decide to be authoritarians as they should be. You know like if you wear a shirt that says fuck Biden. They'll like chew your ass out and expel you. But this guy that was drawing pictures of people getting killed or whatever, and then he's showing all these signs of like some sort of behavior, he gets to be let back on class because mommy said, no, I'm not picking him up. Well, moments later, four students lost their lives. Um, well, children can't look at their... Another thing that really pissed me off was uh, that... They try to criminalize a child for looking at uh, ammo. Oh, there's a, I get it. It might be seen as a red flag, but we also have to take in consideration that if children are grown or have grew up around firearms all their lives, there's probably nothing wrong with a child looking at ammo. I myself used to look at ammunition while growing up. I used to think that it was pretty gnarly that we designed these little things that can destroy humans or destroy wild game. But I was also mostly wanting to know when lasers were coming out, you know. It'd be cool to see, like, the first lightsaber fly out of, like, nowhere, and then we're now shooting laser beams at one another, and that's how people are fighting wars, especially since it was, like, a big uh, expectation as we hit the 2000s, right? Especially for people from, that remember Tomorrowland. Uh, but, yeah. As far as it goes with the parents being charged for the child's actions or this idiot's actions I agree with it uh, being a gun law abiding a law abiding gun owner means that you take care of your firearms as well especially from people getting access to them or preventing it from unauthorized people to get access to them uh, the school though I, is the school liable of course I believe it 100% they're liable for just being a bunch of simps and saying no you can go back when there were so many warnings that would have that actually dictated for a mental health intervention where this kid could have been placed on a 5150 um, pending psychiatric trial, right? 
because shooting up schools is a common thing in America now, and it's really sad that as my kids come to this life and as they get older, I'm going to be buying you know, ceramic plates to put into their backpacks in case one of their classmates who didn't get enough hugs and kisses from mommy and daddy or was ignored showing all the signs of a mental health issue just loses his top and out comes out the Berettos or whatever, you know, and he starts shooting up his classmates. So, yeah, it's a, it's a very sad reality that we live in, and I think we need to approach it in a different manner rather than just blaming guns and firearms or any other firearm. We should just really look at how we're trying to bring up our kids, you know. In the 70s, there wasn't mass shootings. These kids grew up pretty rough. 80s, same thing. You know, we did have postal guys going all berserk, or I should say going postal, not postal guys themselves. And then we also had that mass shooting in San Diego in the 80s, uh, or in the 80s to early 90s, I believe. But it's just things that we have to approach with, like, a tougher skin than everybody else and stop blaming inanimate objects that are labeled to be inherently evil. Um, it's ridiculous. Here in California, it's a tough battle. You know, it's a very uphill battle because the general population in California is, for the most part, very delusional. They're lost in this whole progressive, we are a progressive state, this and that, while they're fucking over the middle class and they're fucking over the poverty class or those that are trying to get out of the poverty class. But yet we have free health care for every motherfucker that sets foot in here. That's something that pisses me off. That's a whole different discussion for another day. Um, we'll be right back and we'll get started on the actual topic, which is about concealed carrying in California. Brought to you by the California KGB. And, um, yeah, so we'll be right back. All right, guys, we're back. So moments ago, it was posted on my news feed that Governor Newsom has decided to... Well, he has pledged to model an assault weapons ban as Texas has now uh, banned abortion. So it's a model that will follow the model of Texas's abortion ban law. Um, Gavin Newsom stated that if states can now shield their laws from review by the federal courts that compare assault weapons to Swiss army knives, then California will use that authority to protect people's lives where Texas used it to put women in harm's way. It was a statement that was released by him at 7 p.m., so that was literally about an hour ago. He also stated, if the most efficient way to keep these devastating weapons off our streets is to add the threat of private lawsuits, we should do just that. Um, I thought I was... Uh, done with discussion about local news but uh, this being a statewide news alert it's uh, it's very sad that we are now heading heading into this direction I personally don't think that's the right approach I also don't agree with the Texan law um, just because it's, it's not sometimes abortions are essential now if you're being a promiscuous person who is just destroying the life of 
these fetuses before they even, I don't know, before they even are given a chance at life because of your lifestyle, then that's one thing, you know. But I mean, if you're going to bring a child to suffer because you're impoverished, there's no way you can actually make it on your own. Uh, that's understandable. You know, I sort of understand that. We do have a lot of kids in our foster care system and a lot of them get some really fucked up lives they're more fucked up than actually just living you get what i'm saying there's been people that have been granted foster care under these individuals that will later abuse them or beat the living shit out of them so it's a double-sided sword there's a lot of pros and cons to both but to straight out ban something you create the you open up Pandora's box to shit like this, especially when it comes from a fucking idiot like Nuscom. Um, you know, if you guys need more information on it or what can we do as of as a community in the state is uh, one thing I can actually recommend is to support the Firearms Policy Coalition or known as the FPC. You can go ahead and visit them on their website and donate to the cause. Um, there's also the California Gun Owners Association, or I think it's also under CalGuns, CalGuns.net. You guys can also support them. Donate to anybody that supports the cause of you know getting in the way of Newsom and his goons, especially our state attorney general. He's also another pathetic individual. Um, but yeah, don't let them take away your right of defending your property or your home i should say or defending your loved ones most importantly your loved ones um if we're gonna have these delusional da's like gascon i like calling them catacombs because he's just a f i don't know he's full of like multiple personalities with no fucking like logic to it but yeah um i think we should band together and make an impact on the California legislation, on the California legislative body, uh, because this is going too far. This is fucking stupid. The fact that I now have to divert from my route home if I suspect someone's following me after doing some Christmas shopping, that's kind of fucking sad because I didn't have to do that before. But now it's conscientiously there. I'm aware of it. My wife's aware of it, you know, and it's because none of these DAs are prosecuting anybody. So I think it's time for us as the citizens of California, if you're tired of this shit, it's time for us to rise up, take the matter that's in front of us and fuck it, you know, drive it to where it needs to go in order to get the change done. Because this is fucking stupid. This is fucking delusional. This is the saddest fucking thing our state is going into. This is like the transition the state is becoming into. The state of decay that this state is coming to. It's fucking ridiculous. And I urge my listeners, I urge anybody who does give me a little bit of your time while you're listening to this episode. Is to please, 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 please strike back. I'm not meaning by violent ways, but strike back through any legislative means you're able to. If we're able to recall these idiots, let's recall them. If we're able to get the ball rolling so we can change the public opinion on the matter, let's go ahead and get it started. Let's be peaceful about it. Let's be 
adults about the fucking situation. But the point is that this shit needs to stop. This shit needs to change like now. Honestly, if people are in an uproar about Rittenhouse, what do you think is going to happen? When someone is followed home by six goons and this person decides to say, you know what, fuck this state. Fuck the judicial branch of this state and decides to open fire on all six goons and kills them. Are we going to have more riots and protests saying they were innocent? I doubt it. I mean, that it's more probable that we are, but I doubt we're going to keep taking that bullshit up our throats. Or down our throats, I should say. It's only so much that we can be force-fed all this bullshit that these goddamn Democrats are trying to force us to swallow. And honestly, it's time we make our voices heard. So please, 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 strike back. So... Jumping into this bullshit, let's go ahead and just get the topic rolling. I'm pretty upset because this is fucking ridiculous. To all my younger listeners, sorry guys, I mean, it is what it is. You know, this is life. Sometimes people get a little heated about things and we express ourselves in certain ways. And as they taught you in school, it's not. there's nothing wrong about how you express yourself, so don't judge me, okay? Alright, cool. Thank you, California Public School of Education. Um, so what does it mean to be a CCW holder in California you know like what what does it mean I mean honestly if you ask any liberal democrat or any of these idiots that are delusional as hell they're going to tell you that it means to be inherently evil because you decide to carry a firearm to defend your family, to defend your loved ones. You are the bad guy. And I don't want to get any drawback here. You know, I want you guys just to listen, analyze it, break it down, and then you guys can shoot me an email or follow us or follow me, I should say, on my new um, IG page at Alex's, or sorry, Alex FD Podcast. On Instagram and you can find me there you guys can DM me I have a lot of followers now like not a lot but I have like 10 or a dozen probably more now but the number goes down because most of them are all spam bots and stuff like that and they're California KGB agents trying to snoop in on my shit but it's all good don't worry your boys got to cover um, but what does it really mean you know you're inherently evil because you decided to carry a firearm to defend what you love the most and what you care for the most um, and being that way if we were to get into a gunfight with any type of criminal you are automatically or I should say we because we are speaking in the form of all of us that are CCW holders we will be inherently prosecuted to the max like they're going to throw you on a grill and it's not even a low heat grill is like the heat is full flame and your ass is now blistered along with your back and the back of your head is all all your hair is charred up and gone you know because this is what the state is about the state is not about oh well let's look at it from a perspective that he's right no let's look at it from a perspective where we can just bend him over all dry go straight into him 
and it's the reality. Um, I know I understand there's a lot of people that are like, no, I have this and that, bro. You have to look at the, there's certain circumstances that, yeah, you will not be charged with a crime because it's clear-cut self-defense. Let me give you an example. And these examples, so I had this whole discussion with police officers from various agencies. I interact with them on a daily basis, so I'm able to actually sit down with them and talk to them here and there. I know some of these guys personally, some of these guys I just ran into them at work. Um, but I, I ask them questions from time to time, especially when it comes to the podcast and I get their take on it. And, you know, I come with this approach. That's why I'm able to tell you guys certain things or I do my own research. And they'll tell me like, hey, look up this video. This shows this and that. And I'm like, okay, cool. Um, so there was an incident where there was a gentleman that was a bicyclist. He was riding down the road, you know, minding his own business, but out of nowhere, somebody rammed him off the road, like literally rammed him. It might have been accidental or not, but the guy wasn't severely hurt. It was a very low speed ram that just threw him probably, I don't know, 10 feet away from his bike, you know, the separation. Guy gets up, minor scratches, nothing that can say it's like a big disabling injury. So he gets on his bike and chases after the person that hit him. You know, it's now a hit and run case. Uh, there was another witness in a vehicle that followed the car as well. So these two individuals are following the hit and run suspect. Well, suspect gets to the house, parks the car, runs inside. The car gets the other vehicle that was following, that's aiding the bicyclist, gets there as well. Cyclist gets there right after. Um, at this point, the suspect is now emerging from the home with the, with the legally owned firearm pointing at the direction of both the driver of the car and the, and the cyclist himself. Well, cyclist is a CCW holder. He pulls out his gun, opens fire, kills the suspect, and now he's, you know, facing court and facing charges, potential charges, right? But given the testimony from the other driver, given the circumstances, given the fact that the suspect brought himself into a clean-cut self-defense case as being a, being a justified homicide, you know, the cyclist was able to kill him and get away with it in the eyes of the liberals. That's how they'll say it. But in the eyes of us gun owners, it's like, well, he was able to defend himself from the potential deadly threat right because we have the grounds of were you attacked yes it could have cost you gbi of course now people say well you didn't have to follow her well you have to sort of get the information how are you going to say well i didn't see the car that hit me it hit me from the rear i just flew to the fucking floor okay cool you know obviously the other person chased them to help out the cyclist get the information cyclist was able to chase the suspect down as well <laughs> But no one told the suspect, hey, run into your house, reach out for a firearm, and come and shoot these people. There was no reason why the suspect had to pull out a firearm and bring it into play. Because once you bring it into play, and remember what I told you guys, I'm really a big believer on this. My grandfather always said, never bring out a firearm unless you're going to use it or you're going to kill him. So what happened? She brought out the firearm. The guy saw it. He said, fuck this. They're going to try to shoot try." The suspect is going to try to kill me. As I say, he, she, right? Because we don't know nowadays in California what it is. But guy pulls out a gun, 
shoots the suspect in self-defense, complete self-defense. And now the cyclist is facing like all these charges and of course court. Well, judicial proceedings, uh, proceedings take place. The guy is ultimately set free on the grounds of justify homicide based on self-defense. So it's all justifiable. Now, that was a really rare occasion. There's been other occasions. For example, a guy cut off another guy and the driver unfortunately rear-ended the guy that cut him off because it was like too quick of a like a too quick of a pinch where the other driver broke hard and the one behind him broke too late and ended up causing a collision. Well, the guy gets out, right? The guy who cut him off, who caused the collision by cutting off the driver, the rear driver, gets out, big, tall dude, yoked out as fuck, right? Starts rushing the driver that hit him. Put him into a concealed carry holder. He just opens the door, murmurs something, because based on witness accounts, all they heard was a scream, and the guy was running up to the car. Guy draws his firearm, shoots him dead, or shoots the the lunk, as they call it in Planet Fitness. He shoots the lunk head dead, and said CCW holder is now prosecuted for involuntary manslaughter, right? Because he didn't, it wasn't premeditated. He just the guy rushed him. It was a turn of events. How would you have approached that situation? You know, if you approached it in the same manner as this gentleman did. You too would have ended up in jail, and you too would have ended up in prison after judicial proceedings would have taken place. But those are things that we ourselves have to prepare for. And one thing I tell you guys is to always be what? Insured. I want you guys to be insured, get that insurance policy that fits your budget, fits what you think you're going to need, because remember... If you kill the crow, the flock of crows is going to come after you after the fact. Right? They might have never cared about Meth Head Jane and they might have even outcasted them out of their house, never said a word to them in the past three years. But they find out Meth Jane was killed because she came at you with a knife. Who did it? Oh no, I have so much pain. Oh, I'm suing because of all the emotional grief that I've been put through based on your actions. You evil asshole. If you guys don't believe me, it's the fact of it. Um, but yeah, so please get yourself insured. I don't want to hear that some of my listeners ended up in jail because they had to defend themselves and they ended up being fried on the DA special. And that's pretty sad, you know, that you ended up getting fried for what you assumed to be was a uh, death and life situation but honestly for stuff like that I mean if it's a guy coming at me and they're trying to get me out of my car in a road rage incident I mean I'm going to tell them straight up you need to back up you need to back up after I've dialed 911 you know first things first is always dial 911 make sure you get the incident on some kind of tape or some kind of recorded device I personally have uh, front view cameras so they're always recording when I'm driving 
Um, it's just a pain in the butt because you have to dump the video logs into your computer if need be. Uh, some people have like external or have the SD cards that are like super massive. And that's always a good thing, you know. I'm not saying it's not a bad thing, but eventually you will have to dump all that, all those videos into another device, whether it be an external hard drive or your uh, home computer hard drive. You know, unfortunately, you can't upload them all to the cloud or Google unless you're paying for that service, and you can. But you know, it's always good to have like actual hard copies of the of your driving events, you know, or your whole log throughout the day. Uh, so yeah, personally, I would have called 911, uh, kept myself locked inside the car, told them to back up, back up, informed dispatch that I'm a concealed carry holder. And the minute this guy starts trying to go through all the measures that I set to keep an unauthorized person out of my car, at that point, yeah, I would have shot him three or four times. You know, if he perishes, that's on. That's on whatever damage the bullets did once they enter the body, you know. Um, but yeah, that's something that we have to think about. And it goes also with saying that it changes our daily lives, you know. Dealing with the muck and mire of killing someone, that's a whole thing on its own. Um, but just facing the fact that eventually, at some point, hopefully never, but eventually... It does mean that we will have to use our firearms to defend ourselves, especially the way the crime waves are going, how things are, how the criminals are starting to act out in California. I wouldn't be surprised, like I said earlier in this podcast, in this episode, is that we start seeing more Rittenhouse incidents or more incidents where people are using their firearms to defend themselves uh, because it's getting out of control. That's the, that's the plain simplest way I can say it. things are getting out of hand the DAs are not prosecuting people are bitching about the jails and start acting out the death penalties that's why we don't have so many idiots just living for free on death road or you know death row sorry um, it's just facts I mean you want people to be in prison they have to be in prison some way or another and what are you going to do with those that have been sentenced to death what are you going to keep them living for free forever that's a system on its own that's going to collapse because now we're seeing the effects of it. And COVID-19 also brought a bunch of those effects into play as well. Um, but going back into it, like it changes your daily life. So you, it changes how you have to carry yourself um, when carrying. For example, as I stated before, if someone says to me, hey, your wife's a bitch and I'm carrying, I'm not going to get into it with a guy and be like, no, Oh, fuck you, bro. Fight me, bro. 1v1, IRL. Get wrecked, mate. Nah, it's going to be like, yeah, I know. She acts like that with me sometimes. She knows it herself. All right, have a good day, and we're going to walk away. Now, if they continue looking for it, you know, barking up the wrong tree, start creating a scene. Start getting witnesses involved. Everybody's, everybody pulls out their phone. Everybody pulls out their phone nowadays. Everybody wants to make the next TikTok hit wonder. World Star hit wonder, Instagram story hit wonder, whatever. You know, they all want to make those one hit wonders. Um, and get famous. But that's all evidence in your criminal case. Because you're the criminal for defending your wife. Right? Especially with a firearm. So yeah, I mean, if it gets to the point where they're going to jump you and you know your wife cannot fight for 
anything in her life besides your love um, you might have to draw and open fire on two assailants three assailants maybe one if he has like a metal rod or a baseball bat or a knife anything that will come down to the fact that they could have actually created or actually had inflicted GBI or GBH on you and your wife to me that's more than enough reasoning to stand my ground and you know bring my firearm out but if I can whoop your ass I'll just whoop your ass plain and simple um, and then also carrying throughout the states it's a pain in the butt there's a lot of municipalities there's a lot of like local ordinances county ordinances that go against you uh, for example there's a mall in Riverside where you're not supposed to carry I had no fucking idea I carried in there all the fucking time since I've been carrying well apparently they put signs now and they have gun sniffing dogs I've never seen these dogs I don't even know what the fuck they they're located but I've never seen a dog inside that mall at all I've seen a lot of uh, police officers from the local police agency but I've never seen a fucking dog in there trying to sniff people's crotch or your butt to see if you're carrying at 3 o'clock or appendix um, and I think it's stupid I think it, it's a really stupid policy I understand it's private property but it's a stupid policy because my experience with security guards is that a lot of them will run when things get hairy and they'll rely on law enforcement now am I gonna wait three minutes for law enforcement to get there when the security guards ran off after somebody pulled a gun and I need to extract my wife into a safe zone which it would be like the parking lot structure or the parking lot itself no I'm gonna take out my firearm or I'm gonna at least keep a grip on my firearm underneath my shirt as I push my wife towards the exit and we exit to safety if I happen to run into said mass shooter or said criminal at that point I'm forced to engage does that mean that I might get shot by police officers of course that does mean you might get shot by police officers because they're also walking into the chaos that you're in these officers are only able to act out on the information that's being given to them in real time and sometimes not even in real time we had in there was an incident if you guys watch donut operator on YouTube there was an incident where Houston SWAT followed some criminal into a Goodwill parking lot. Well, when there was an exchange of gunfire, one of the own SWAT members got nicked by a ground, hitting the ground, and shrapnel flying into his wrists. Shit happens. It's a mess, it's chaotic, but at least SWAT guys are a little bit more organized than, you know, your traditional police officers. Uh, not to bag on you guys, it's just a fact. You know, the SWAT, the full-time SWAT teams, they get a lot of training, especially if they have big funding. Um, they'll get a lot of training. They're a lot more disciplined, a lot more concise on tactics and, you know, firing and all that. Um, but, yeah, it's something that we have to be aware of. Um, I've looked in a lot of websites before I approach any major... I guess you can say venue and see what their policy is on concealed carrying. A lot of these guys don't have an actual policy. Uh, 
like unless some of them don't even have a policy mentioning weapons at all and then you pull up to a certain venue and it'll say like in a big red sticker no firearms allowed no weapons of any sort allowed well what the fuck all right well you should have said that before you know which has led me to invest into an actual um built-in uh, gun vault or a little gun storage area in my one of my vehicles but yeah people don't don't really talk about that you know it's something that even in your ccw courses they tell you very little of you know you have to respect the venue if it's private property of course you know but we know we're not supposed to go into any government office including the postal office you're not supposed to go into your police um station office armed that's fucking stupid you're gonna you're asking to get shot um and of course tribal lands tribal lands is like a big it sucks because i do like the wilderness and sometimes i do have to set into foot into tribal lands in the sense that i have to pass through them to get to like a hiking trail or something but you know what am i going to do if i get pulled over by tribal police like i'm not going to surrender my firearm to them like that's stupid i'm just driving by you know it's a main road that sadly goes through your reservation for the most part i've heard most tribal police if you have everything in order you have your ccw they can be forgiving you know they'll let you slide but not everyone is going to be like that yeah what if this guy had a bad day and now he's like you know what the next motherfucker i run into i'm gonna fuck his ass up and you happen to be that guy you happen to be the lucky person that he's gonna fuck up and sure enough pulls you over you have a firearm oh well your ccw has no power here you're under arrest that's it you know now you're doing time you fucked up your life because you had to go through a main road that passes through Indian reservations. And they pulled you over and fucked you up on that. CCW. Some bullshit. But it is what it is. You know, these uh, these tribal lands, they are their own little countries in a sense. And they have the right to rule themselves as they wish, as they see fit. And that's great. That's cool. You know, but if they could be more lenient, more forgiving towards us who actually abide the law in terms of firearms and we just happen to be passing through to get to another area they should at least be a little bit more lenient that's my personal thought i'm not gonna get into it with everyone um but yeah so it's a tricky situation and then like i said you can't be walking around especially in california you can't be walking around thinking you're the shit because you're caring you know you have to come a little bit more humble a little bit more approachable a lot of guys like probably nine out of ten you shouldn't even be carrying guns on them just because they managed to find a loophole or they managed to find some dumb reasoning to have their uh, issuing agency approve them uh, a lot of guys are too hot-headed or they carry the gun just because they want to be hero of the day you know we can go back to episode one and you know revisit that tactical masturbational fantasy where they want to be heroes of the day they want to shoot the bad guy they do some cool transition shots even though they never train you know that's the type of people they want to be they wear the van halen shirts till van halen and they swear up and down they they're like tier one operators when they have like a beer belly gut that extends four inches above their penis and 
it's like, okay, dude, um, you're telling me you're a tier one operator while you're eating a four by four with that almost all fries and a large Neapolitan shake. Right. But it is what it is, man. I mean, how much more can I go into? Um, one thing is that I think that is a major thing about being a CCW holder that I believe is essential is the fact that we have to, the person has to have that character or that mindset that you have to accept that you're going to go to jail. If you ever use your firearm for any fucking reason to defend, reasonably defend your loved ones or whatever, um, accept that you're going to go to jail. You're going to go to jail, and if you have, if you are insured, you get a little card that says, don't talk to the police until your lawyer there, and we all know the script. I'm sorry, officer. I would love to cooperate with you, sir, but I need to do so in the presence of my lawyer. May I please get my phone call? And then they give you your phone call, and then the lawyer comes in, and then you cooperate. But during that time period, you're going to be in a holding tank, right? And, you know, just keep your mouth shut. Don't say anything. Don't talk to any of the other idiots that are in that holding tank. Until your lawyer gets there, you can talk. On the advice of your lawyer, you can talk to the police. Right? Because people want to say, eh, police are friends. Police are cool people. You know, I, I speak to a lot of them. But the reality is that they're there to try to make the case or whatever it is. And not against you. But they're there to get all the facts. So it's better just to know what to say to present yourself from the start till the end as a professional person that you're not some kind of gun nut, that you just had a CCW to kill the world or anything like that. All right, Because a lot of people do see a CCW holders as people who hold a license to kill, which is far from the truth. We actually hold a license to save our lives or our loved ones' lives. But it's also a license to be targeted by the, you know, general population in California as inherently evil individuals. More evil than a criminal who was the byproduct of their environment, which is some bullshit that I can't even swallow myself. Um, so, oh God. so I read on San Francisco banning hollow point ammunition. This happened a few years ago. And a lot of people keep saying that you cannot carry hollow point ammunition into the city of San Francisco. So a lot of them carry FMJs. Uh, the most recent article that I read, because I have gone to San Francisco while I've carried my hollow points, um, it's not true. They banned the cells of hollow point, meaning that they had the, their legislation, local ordinance, was that anything that matched the characteristics of a certain bullet was prohibited from sale within the city limits of San Francisco, uh, meaning that you couldn't buy it in the limits of San Francisco. So anything that was like a hollow point, they wouldn't sell it to you. It never said anything about you coming up from up north or from down south or from central Cali and you already having, you already owning these type of bullets. And I think it's really stupid on the fact that San Francisco wants you to carry FMJs because 
Users asking for that bullet to go through the person and hit someone else, probably an innocent bystander that was behind the drywall. Um, so yeah, um, once again, that's Gascon's old stomping grounds, a fucking retard. What do you expect to be there? More retards. Uh, sorry. It's a mess. It's a mess over here. Uh, so talking about carrying um still about ccw gear i felt that in the previous episode i wasn't able to speak so much on it um just in terms of like what do i carry or what do i dislike or whatnot um but i think we should cover that especially in this episode it seems kind of kind of appropriate you know and this will be the last thing that we'll get into before we close off and we say our goodbyes um so what holsters do i carry well like i said before i carry txc holsters um t-rex arms and tier one conceal now i know i'm not a big fan of t-rex arms myself um, nothing against the guys they do a really good second amendment advocacy but in terms of their products that I owned from them during that current time period, I'm not too fond of. Uh, first part was the was the Raptor. I wasn't the Raptor Claw. I wasn't too fond of that whole holster. Um, and I never got their sidecar just because it was just like one big piece of multi-kydex that I hated. It didn't have any flexibility. That's why TXC and T1 Conceals were my main carrier holsters i guess you know they come with both the mag clip and the pistol the new t-rex arm sidecar looks awesome the 2.0 it looks good i would like to try it i'm just not going to shed the money on a risk though if i find somebody who carries one or you guys carry one and you guys want to let me borrow it for a few days i'd be more than happy to come back on the statement and make my complete review of it but as far as it goes the version the 1.0 raptor i'm not too fond of it i had to do a lot of modifications myself I also had to put like some gel pads because some pressure points were just too extreme. The kydex was too rough. I'm not even sure why. Maybe the density of it. Um, when I first got my first tier one conceal holster, loved it straight from the top. They even came with a wedge pack that you have to purchase separately, um, but it came with it. I put the one wedge pack that I thought would suit me, and it's. I love it. No pressure points whatsoever within it. It's the first time that I carried a dual. Um, Conceal carry holster at appendix carry, and ever since then I've been using them. You know, I, I love the quality of tier one. Um, TXC, same thing. I bought it used. Um, I bought it from uh, somebody on Calguns, and it was for my Glock 19. Same thing. Loved it from the start. Um, I did have to buy a wedge pack for that. I ended up doing the Dr. Scholl's uh, heel insert modification. Look it up on Google, it's not hard to find. Um, but yeah, no pressure points, uh, super comfortable, worn it with tucked in shirts, and I really have nothing to complain about. Um, my only thing with, tier, with T-Rex arms was just that. Other than that, do I own anything else T-Rex arms? No, I do not. Um, if T-Rex arms would like to send me a sidecar 2.0 for shits and giggles to have me try it and review it, sure. I would take it and review it and be completely honest with you guys. Like I said, 
I'm not here to get bought out by anyone, but I will bring you guys on as reviews on whatever gear I do purchase or whatever gear is sent to me. You know, I'm not going to fucking sugarcoat it because it was sent in for free. If you guys get pissed off and want your product back, I'll send it back to you guys. I have no problem with that. Um, so carrying a holster, you also need a great belt, right? Uh, some of the best belts that I've owned for concealed carry, as I said before, Hank's and core belts. Um, do I have any complaint about them? Well, my Hanks belt, after being a fat boy and those sweaty, sweaty months out here in the arid, dry-ass California that we live in, um, the leather started getting kind of warped. It might have been because of all the humidity and fatness and sweat, but it started getting warped, so that sort of knocked it down to my second favorite belt. My first one is uh, it's a core leather belt. I don't use none of the webbing nylon ones. It's all leather, pleather, whatever you want to call it. But uh, I think it's super useful, super retractable. You can adjust it to different um, waist sizes, uh, and you can cut that out. Like you literally cut it, set it to the waist size, and then just click till tight. Um, I have no issue with my core belt. Bought already a third one. Just bought it last week. Um, but like I said, no issues whatsoever. If you guys are looking for good belts, great quality, um, Hank's belt and core belt. Core belts are actually located in California. I believe they're from San Diego. If you guys want to support local businesses, then check out core belt. Uh, and then going on with, you have to conceal your firearm, right? And you guys remember, I think it was episode three or episode two where I made fun of a person that was wearing a super tight shirt and I could see the actual handle of their firearm yeah um, I wear relaxed clothing I don't have to I don't want to wear tight shirts where my man boobs are sticking out most of my clothing is very relaxed um, and since I'm carrying I wanted to be relaxed I don't want it to be any type of printing uh, printing usually brings attention. Some of the shirts that have printed on me and it's brought me attention, I usually disregard it by saying, well, you know, it's an insulin pump. You got something against diabetics? And then people are like, oh, no, sorry, I didn't mean to offend you. You know, we're so progressive. We accept everybody. And they move on with their date. But for the most part, all these zombies are stuck on their phones and they hardly will notice if you're printing. But do I suggest you print? No. Don't print, because in some counties, like San Bernardino, it is considered uh, unlawful. And you will be either, I'm not sure, I haven't been messed with with San Bernardino, besides the one time they told me shit, because I was somewhat printing, but it wasn't that bad. The deputy saw it in, while I was at Circle K getting a drink. He was like, you know I can arrest you for that, bro. And I was like, hey man, relax, I'm from Riverside, we're a little bit more relaxed. And he was like, well, don't let me catch you again. All right, thanks. And I just left. Um, but like I said, um, you want to have clothing that's really comfortable and you're able to hide it in, you're able to conceal it. Um, wearing your tight affliction shirts. Affliction has been out of the game for like 30 years now. Nobody wears that. All right, no one thinks you're hard because you're buff and you wear tight shirts. And you're tanned up the ass when you're fucking pale as fuck in natural light. Um, so yeah, 
Make sure you carry the right sewing. Also the right pants. I, I see a lot of guys that wear like the super skinny jeans. Power to you, bro. I mean, if you want to wear skinny jeans, that's on you. I don't care. I swear, I wear slims. Uh, but I wear them at an appropriate size. It's not like I'm wearing like, you know, I'm a 38. It's not like I'm wearing 34s and then trying to stick a fucking gun in between my, you know, little bit of gut and the rest of my body and my pants, you know. Uh, you have to wear the appropriate size, wear the size that fits you and where you can fit the gun appropriately. Always remember that the belt does the rest. Um, so that's something that you need to do for yourself um, one thing that is that everything that I'm throwing out for suggestions might not fit everyone um, so everybody's different and uh, people might find things differently uh, different carrying size or a different carrying area instead of a appendix you, it fits you better to do three o'clock or five o'clock that's on you you know everybody's body is different physically um, but yeah one thing that I will pick on for this episode, it will be the EDC concept. And I think I pick on it because it's like widely blown out of proportion. Like it's ridiculously blown out of proportion. You go on like any type of EDC picture and we're not talking about Electric Daisy Carnival. All right. So all you ravers are listening and throwing like, woo, yeah, bro. Now I don't listen to fucking keyboards making music. All right. Um... It's more like people carrying 10 flashlights, a Swiss Army knife, 50 blades, a portable x-ray machine, and a portable CT scanner in the trunk of the car. Like, that's ridiculous. I don't... If you need to carry a flashlight to identify a target because you're going to pull your gun on him, I think you should just... If the intent is to flash him with your barrel... Or flag them with your barrel of your gun eventually. Just be a fucking man about it. Or be fucking, you know, be ballsy about it. And just pull out your gun, turn your light on them, and flag them with both, you know. There's no point in trying to be stupid and holding one light in one hand. While you're trying to, you know, aim your firearm at them. Like you've done this drill like a thousand times. Most of you guys don't even train to begin with. Like why the fuck would you want that? Um... Do you really need 50 knives? And do you need a dagger? Like, who are you? Seriously. Are you like James Bond or something? You work for the CIA? You're going to fucking throw your dagger at somebody that's 50 meters away? Or 50 yards away? Yeah, I doubt that. Um, I personally just carry one knife. Maybe two. But that's it. Um... Do I carry a flashlight? No, I have a flashlight in my tool bag for the car because that's the only thing I need to light in the darkness. Now, if you're approaching me in the dark and I flash you down with my own pistol light, like I said before, you're asking for it. Don't approach me in the fucking dark, especially if you're trying to be sneaky. Um, do I need to carry an IFAC on me? I do carry IFACs. They're in the car. They're not on my person. Because I'm not going to carry one fucking tourniquet when the human body has four limbs. Like, come on now. Alright. Uh, what else? What else can I pick on? Those glass breaker pins? Uh, dude, just carry a regular big pen. It's still going to work. Or carry a paper mate bat, uh, pen. It'll work for you. Carry a stupid regular memo pad. You don't need anything like too fancy. 
and you know if you want to have a glass breaker have that on your knife you know buy a fucking emt from kershaw emt knife and that has everything it has your seatbelt cutter it has your glass breaker and it has a serrated knife what more do you want you know some of you guys are over there trying to carry ramble knives and shit it's fucking stupid god people are idiots Anyways, um, thank you for joining me on another episode of Uncle Dum Dum Speaks uh, Stuff. Next week, I might be taking the week off uh, just because we're getting closer to the holidays. Uh, actually, we are going to be on the holidays. So the 21st, I'm, I might not release anything. I'm not sure yet. Uh, but if I do decide to release something for you guys to love and enjoy, uh, we'll probably be talking about, uh, well, we'll be talking about LARPer rating and getting laughed at by your kid's wife and her boyfriend. You know, um, we'll be discussing the, the topic of training in your home or the basement, you know, still part of your house. Uh, but we'll be talking about stuff like that. Um, like I said, I'm here to bring you guys a lot more things to think about, a lot more things to talk about. Um, if you guys need to get a hold of me, you guys can get a hold of me at alexfdpodcast at gmail.com. Once again, alexfdpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can follow me on Instagram at alexfdpodcast. All right. Once again, Alex, F as in Frank, D as in David, podcast, either at the gmail.com to reach me through mail, or if you want to follow me on Instagram, go ahead and just follow me. Look me up. I'll be there. Um, all right, guys. Enjoy yourselves. Have a safe uh, weekend. Have a safe rest of your night, day, whatever time you're listening to me to. Um, and enjoy your holidays. Remember, Check on your homies. Check on your friends or your day oneers. Make sure they're doing okay. Uh, it's been a rough year and a half for some people. Some people have found jobs, but they don't pay what they used to get paid. And, you know, it's rough. It can be rough, especially around this time of season. Not only financially, not only physically because of the cold, but emotionally and mentally as well. So make sure you check on your peeps. If you guys... Uh, you guys are feeling down and you guys are contemplating any type of uh, evil emotions or anything that might be considering you guys to hurt yourselves um, please do me a favor give a call to 1-800-273-8255 that's the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline it's available for you guys at 24 hours there's multiple languages and you can always speak to someone there uh, life is it can be cruel at times but it's not worth you hurting other people for the sake of it or for the sake of it and it's not it's not a solution for you to end your own life all right so once again if, if you're feeling that way or you need some help please call 1-800-273-8255 all right guys enjoy your holidays i wish you guys the best wish you guys a lot of happy moments and we'll see each other or we'll hear each other on the next on the next podcast episode all right this is alex signing off good night